So we were talking recently, I just thought I'd say... <laughs> the Queen visited Brussels and my, and my tiny, tiny little nipples, nipples went to France. He had a pee pee! No, it's actually funny we make that joke because I'm actually about to talk about it. Ah, caca, boo boo. Another great Jim Carrey film. Another great Jim Carrey. Do you know what I love about Bruce, Bruce, oh, Bruce Almighty? Is because you have the rising talent of Steve Carell yes. intersecting with the you know solid and maybe slightly waning waning star of Jim Carrey at that point. Yes, like and uh, not, not waning. Bruce Almighty would be no. He's he's top solid. Of, like, top top fame. Okay, prime. sorry, he's yeah. not waning. But you've got like Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. We've been talking a lot of Bruce. Sorry. We've got um, Jim Carrey on like top form, intersecting with uh, the rise Steve, of Steve, Steve Carell. Because then you cut ten years later to 2013, mm. you get a very forgettable film called The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, right? Right. Which stars Steve Carell as the main character as a magician, and Jim Carrey plays his like nemesis in it, and he's right, like the okay. supporting character in it. So it's like Steve Carell, um, or, uh, Steve Buscemi, Olivia Wilde, and Jim Carrey. And I'm like, isn't that uh, interesting? In the space of ten and- years, you guys have switched places almost as yeah the, who's the dominant uh and obviously now steve carell's gone on to be a solid actor in his own right yeah yeah more than solid he's great he's a great actor and yeah. this brings me oh my god fittingly onto what i was about to talk about because i was just about to talk to you about the american office briefly, yes because okay? yeah. i know you've never really seen it i've seen like, i have i've seen like four five seasons whoa that's much more than i thought you'd yeah, see yeah i didn't say i finished it so so not the first season i watched the first episode of the first season couldn't like it because everyone knows and then i went from season two probably a midway season five and just for some oh okay yeah. okay okay well i wanted to talk about it because george i, I would have it on while i played playstation most games. people do oh that's why you didn't go yeah. through that's not fair so that's so, not fair you can only do that if you've seen it like several times that's I, not fair I, I, to the show that's fine so i decided or to any is, content this is this is funny-ish to me and I want to, I'm enjoying it passively, but I need to like platinum this game and like clear up the map and like do all this stuff. So I'm going to have a TV show on in the background. And I, I, I think you're right to be science, yes, but because that, I got to be honest. Because of what made the office very different was of course, sort of like the emotional journeys of the characters within it. It was very character based. You can't pay attention to that if it's, yes, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know. I, I held my hands up. Yeah. Okay. So I bring it up because I, uh, I've just finished watching it for the fourth time. Fourth. Okay. okay so, so I first, how many seasons total? Nine. Okay. But so just a quick recap of my yep. journey. I first started watching it in 2007. I was 13. I went on TV links and I used to watch it oh as it was God. coming on. Coming on. I used to sit at my big desktop computer at home. I'd watch Mega it. Mega video. Yeah. As it, yeah, yeah. Basically, yes. it was on Divix player. It would, yes. I, I, I'd, I'd watch it as it was oh coming out. God. And I remember watching season two and three and like in real time. And no one else was. And when I was like 13, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I kind of followed it. And then I got back into it like... Um, uh, MIA levels and then I kind of you know moved on and then then the show ended and then uh, at the end of uni a flatmate was watching and I went and watched it with him and then like I was ill last year and I remember just seeing on Netflix The Office was there yeah. a show that I obviously knew so well like, you know you like you just glance over it because yeah. you just know it's there and I just suddenly thought isn't it amazing that this entire show this massive show is just sat there next to all this content so I started just to Scratch the surface again, watch the old episode here and there. And then I was telling my girlfriend about it and she was like, oh, maybe I should watch it. Yeah. So then she did. And then I went through it with her because obviously she was talking about it. And, um, you know, I'm not going to try and convert you. I don't, you know, I know a lot of yeah, people yeah. walking around to watch it. All I will say is obvious things is that in watching it again, I have picked up on so how great those performances are. I delivering yeah. so much humor. Steve Carell is phenomenal but, really good. but actually the whole ensemble and the jokes in it are so quick and so subtle that they'll do things it's all character based so this is why i noticed i showed my girlfriend a, a random episode from season five that, that is a fan favorite yeah that i find really funny 
And she thought it was amusing. But I realized that all the jokes in it are completely character-based. You need to know the So characters. when she went back and watched it from the beginning, when she got to that episode again, she found it hilarious. Yeah. Because she understands what the motivation... Anyway. Seinfeld's the exact same, by the way. Yeah. I could show someone who hasn't watched it the funniest episode of Seinfeld. And yeah. They might not love it like it. you would if you've watched five seasons of it. So the thing I want to say about The American Office is, first of all, I want to give you my ranking okay. of, of the worst to best. Okay. Seasons. Yeah, worst yeah. to best seasons. And I also want to tell you about what my favorite season is i could even tell you about my favorite episode as well okay, okay? yeah go for it first of all i just want to just you understand the trajectory and i'm people who have seen the show or haven't seen the show like we're so long past it it'd be talking spoilers you know so it's nine seasons you have a short first season which is basically like the english office then they yep. start to build it and from season two through to season seven steve carell's the main character at the end of season seven steve carell leaves and then you've got basically a very adrift season eight where he's not around and then season nine they just come back who's so, like the boss character in so there? so the towards the end of season seven um he doesn't actually leave at the end of season seven, leaves towards the end. He leaves. Will Ferrell is there as interim manager. Doesn't work because Will Ferrell can't decide. Is Will Ferrell thought he can't decide whether to be a very boring, straight businessman or be a manic character. He's, he's, uh, his energy in a sitcom doesn't work because you know Will Ferrell wants to riff the so whole time. So did he only do a few episodes? He did a few episodes as like a guest spot. Okay. And he leaves and they have a couple of interim bits. Then they have a big sort of guest featured final episode where lots of famous actors come in, including Jim Carrey. Right. Um, then they make Andy Bernard, who's Ed Helms, the character. Yes, yeah. Make him manager, which sort of works. He's funny. He is funny. It sort of works, but they also then bring in um, uh, guest spots. James Spader works as like the CEO. The end of the series, they bring in Catherine Tate, which okay, it doesn't. doesn't I know it doesn't make sense, and it does work. Look, I love Catherine Tate. She's she's good actress. She's a good comedy actress. I actually have loads of respect for her. I just don't. It just she does not work in this show. I think it's the showrunner's fault for it's this weird mash. And in season nine, they keep her as a character, and they actually feature in most episodes. And her humor and her tone, she keeps the British accent. She, yeah, I was going to say, she, it just does not work with this whole show. That's a, that's a sad thing. And then it ends, yeah. and then season nine, basically at the end of season eight, like the show is just going nowhere. And they were worried that they were going to get canceled. And so they all gathered together and were like, let's just do one final season and let's just get it, get it done with. Okay, yeah. get it, get it. You know, and, and, and it does, what's nice is it does end nicely, actually. It does take its time. I think season nine could probably be shorter now. Okay. If it was, but you know, when shows come back, like New Girl did it, they come back and do like eight episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the, the finale does work well. and. It's all very lovely. But, okay, here okay, are my... ranking. I'm going to rank for you. By all means, if you, well, if you think... Play yeah. along at home. And, and, and write in. It, like, let us know what, yeah. are, what are yours. I'm sure George would be fascinated to hear. Do you think I'm sure wrong? I would be. Yeah. Um, okay. Hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. Okay, I'm going to rank for you the American Office seasons from worst to best. Yeah, okay. okay. Worst season eight. It's a drift. Worse than one. Yes. Never again, I haven't seen it. Yeah. But... Worse because it's so directionless and wow. it tries its best. There are moments of humor in it, but it really doesn't know what it's doing without Steve Carell. Okay. okay. Then I'd say season, I would say either season nine or season one. So season nine, even though okay. it's good that it has the focus that it's trying to end, it still has a lot of the sort of directionlessness uh, and sort of weaker writing of season eight. Then I'd say season one, because okay. season one is the one where it's just basically the, the English office, but they're making it American. But I do think the the jokes are still funny, but maybe because I'm an English person watching it, I'm like, I still find this funny. Right, okay. But there is this clearly an identity crisis, but those three are definitely the bottom three It seasons. felt like, again, uh, not, not seen all the way through, but it felt to me like when Steve Carell stopped trying to do David Brent yes. and made his own yes. thing, that exactly. is when the show was... Yeah, was when they broke away, broke away from it, exactly. Yeah. They're trying to be too close to it. So those three are definitely the worst. And then I'd say... Season six, solid season, but actually like it hasn't got any sort of like emotional 
intrigue or like creative innovation. It's just a bit flat. It's just a bit of a flat season. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to dwell on these too long because people might no, have no, not seen fine. them, right? Then probably season four. Season four is a good season, but it gets cut in half by the writer's strike. Ah. And, and they also adopt a longer episode format where they get like 40 minute episodes. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah and I was like, this is good, but like these episodes are going on for a while now. It's, I like it when it's just short and snappy. Yeah. Okay. Um, then probably season seven, which is good when Steve Carell leaves. When Steve, the way they write out Michael Scott as a character and the way they give him his final episode is yeah. so good. I, I think it's the perfect send off and like a fitting case. Like that is my favorite, one of my favorite episodes objectively of The Office. Right. It's the one of the best written when, when he leaves. When he Jim leaves, it's like you're the best boss ever. When Jim's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's just so, so good. So you didn't see that, but you've seen clips I've of it. Seen clips right. I know it's famous. But it's really good. But then the, the remaining. They were really crying. <laughs> the remaining like five episodes of, the, of season seven are like totally awful because they just don't know what to do without him. And, and, and this is, they've, they've given interviews and like um, uh, Jenna Fisher was like, I don't know what. How, we would go in the writer's room and everyone was just like, do you think you should be the boss? Maybe you can be the boss. And there's a, it's got such an identity crisis that um, they can't even say Michael's name. So there's a bit where Stanley says, I worked for 15 years under the old boss. And there's a bit where Ryan goes, under the old boss, I got rid of anything. I was like, what? are you just like afraid to mention Michael in case we all remember that the guy we watched for seven years? Right. Anyway, okay. then it's probably a season two, which is good, but it's, it's season two, it's like finding itself and it's still yeah. got that kind of like season one edge. It's a little bit depressing. Uh, season five is the second best season because okay. you've got all the characters are like on form. You've got the some of the best episodes is the one with the fire. Um, and one of my favorite episodes, Cafe Disco is in that. There's also a really good um, arc with Idris Elba comes in as like a really, okay. and Steve Carell, Michael Scott leaves the, to set up his own paper company. That's yes, the same building rivals there. It's a really good story. And then after that, they have this episode with Cafe Disco, which is, is great. But I digress. What I wanted to say yeah. is season three is the best season of the american office okay right? and here is for why okay because I, I really think the writing is so good that i wanted to like take a moment to, yes. to explain why it's so good in season two you've got this very the, the, the sort of the, the narrative drive of the first three seasons is jim and pam's relationship you know they yeah. will they won't they she's engaged to someone else he fancies her yes. like in the english office yeah. right at the end of season two i think season three is really interesting in setting up an audience romantic expectation of how a relationship or how that story will go and really playing with it in a satisfying way. So it's like, okay, Pam now really misses Jim, but she can't speak to him because he's in a different, in a different branch. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've got the fiance who wants to get her back. The, that branch then closes and Jim comes back. Great. But Jim's now with in a relationship with somebody else there. Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones yeah. plays Karen Filippelli. Expertly cast and expertly written because unlike in the English version, where Tim comes back or Tim starts a relationship with Rachel, yeah. Rachel's quite annoying in the English one. You're not really meant to like her. But no. Karen is a really fun and enjoyable presence. Nice yeah, it really nice so it, so it creates a really satisfying tension because you're like, Jim Jim and Karen, they get on there well. But Jim and Pam still like each other, but then Pam can't say anything. And and what I like is that it's Pam driving the sort of the romantic engine mm. of them instead of it being for like the male gaze. You know, it's clearly Pam wants this, and she's sort of like developing into a stronger person now. She's made the decision not to not to marry Roy. And then, um, what do you do when she sort of basically says that to him and says, "Oh, uh, Jim, you know, I, I really miss you. I called off my wedding for you. You know, what, what what's going on?" And meanwhile, Jim has already said to Karen, "Yeah, I still have feelings for her." And it builds towards this kind of um, end of season finale that 
I just think I just think that's that is a more interesting interrogation of a romance. It gives they give it a lot more time to yeah, to, like because you 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 watch The Office for the comedy and you stay for the will they won't they sense yeah. of it, and then giving yeah. that so much more time, I imagine in the US office it yeah. makes it so much more valuable when it comes through. My point is after season two, they could have just come back and resolved it and they could have just got together. But yeah. they really played it out, I think, in, the, in that interesting way. In the same way that, slight digression, I know you haven't seen these, but like my favorite films are like Before Sunset, Before Sunrise, and Before Midnight. I mean to say Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight. <laughs> that's the order they're in. Yeah. So Before Sunrise is equally like great, but that's very sort of kind of standard romantic territory. Boy meets girl, they hang around together, they have this kind of romance, great. But the second one, the reason I love Before Sunset and why it's one of my favorite films is because it takes that romantic dynamic and says, okay, but what now if you reconnected with that person 10 years later and you've got an hour to decide whether you want to spend the rest of your life with them? What happens if you've got a second chance with the one that got away? Like, oh, that's more of an interesting tension. In the same way, that's why I think about the season three of The American Office. It's like, oh, that is such an interesting way of concluding and exploring that romantic story. Love it. You're selling me on The Office now. Thank you. Because now I need to go and rewatch it. But like, I feel like I've what I've seen is probably the best half. Not that your I know your ranking. Yeah. Was, you know, you had season seven as a strong one, but it makes me think I need to. I would go through yeah. it and watch it, or even just to have it on continuously as like. No, I think you should actually watch it like an actual person and watch it like you're meant to do. Okay. You're gonna like watch me watch yeah. it. Like, go on, go concentrate. Do you know what I also realized when I rewatched it is how many moments lines quotes and phrases of the American office have been in my head for years, mm. almost without me realizing where they've come from. Yeah. And I've rewatched an episode and I've gone, that's where that line comes from. Oh, right, that's yeah. where that thing, that's where that expression I keep thinking about in my head comes yeah. from. It's, it's incredibly rich. Season three, watch season three season if you're going to have to. And uh, did you say two was good or bad? Two's good. Two's, two's two is good. Two is where the show starts. So I could just develop. start from two again and go through. Yeah, you'll need a bit of patience. Yeah. Yes. No, no, because the first two episodes of season two as well, I think, were actually meant to be in season one. But but either okay. way, they it just you'll just it's worthwhile. It is it is a good show. Well, there you go. If you're like me and you're 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 a, you're a US office skeptic. I think that is a good argument for why you should give it another go. Here's my question to you. Yeah. Why does everything have to be a competition? Why does the English office have to be, is it better, it's worse? Not a, it's, is not, it, you it's not a competition. It's that that first season is really offensive when, you, when you're confronted yeah. with okay. it. And it do leaves, you, it leaves yeah. a bad taste in your do mouth you for the rest it, of it. Do you think it would have run for nine seasons no, if it had been I, bad? I, I, I believe it's good. It's just one of those things where, like, the oh, UK office was my shit. Yeah, like yeah, okay. it like was. My I understand, thing. and that's just I why understand. it left such a bad taste in my mouth. And I don't, I don't deny yeah. people who say it's good. I'm like, yeah, it is, and I've, I've given it like a good go. I need to give it another go. Can I actually say maybe I would put the first season at the bottom because uh, of of all the, as as the worst season? Right. Because actually, when I tell my girlfriend to go back and watch them, you're going to not I, even I, tell I, her I to watch it. I didn't tell her to watch season one. I said yeah. stuff for season two because you. It's almost redundant. It's just. It's like full stop. Has she seen UK Office? No. Right. But she should do now. She should do. People have this misconception about the US Office, um, the UK Office. They have right. this misconception about the UK Office as being a bit mean, a bit, oh, it's a bit Ricky Gervais, a bit harsh. I'm oh, like, no, the U actually... UK Office is very funny. Yeah. It actually has a lot of heart in it. All the heart of the US Office is in the UK Office. It's just shorter. The energy of the UK on, it, on Office is like so sweet. Yeah. It's lovely. It's lovely. Like, yeah. like, and it gives a lovely. Uh, arc to david brent and you're you like can, i didn't even think that he needed yeah. an arc but there it is if you it's look a, at ricky gervais's work Derek, afterlife 
all those things. He's a sappy guy. He's a softy. He's, He's a softy. Yeah. That's what people mis- misjudge. Extras. It's a really oh, lovely softy. Extras, extra. like the Christmas episodes of Extras are quite sad. Yeah. They're hilarious, but there's like really sad, tragic elements to them. Um, she should watch them purely for what the UK office led on to, which was probably every other show she's seen in that genre. Yeah. Like just purely seeing the first iterate, one of the first iterations yeah. of that style. Tell you what, you go back and rewatch the US office. It's my homework. And I will refresh myself on the UK office as well, because it's been a while since I've Give done that. Give me a few months. And then I think at some point in the future, yeah. we, will, we will come back to this. I will have a fresh perspective. I'll have watched it slowly over however long. And you didn't even see the episode where Michael Scott meets David Brent. No, but I know that's a thing. I, I would look forward to that. That would be cool. That would be cool. No, do you know what I did watch? I did watch. I went and watched a film that we've talked about on the show before that yes. I had not seen. Okay. And you're not going to like this, but I don't know whether it was in the weird frame of mind that I was. Yeah. I was kind of burnt out from work and just wanted to rest. And I watched... Um, I watched Eternals and I didn't hate it. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't okay. hate it. I know you didn't like it at all. And no, you, and you really and I, I, I irritated. I see all the points you said, mm. and our review is online. If you want to, have people listening, yes, watch, we want to go Eternals review rant. Yeah, call it. So James did a rant, and like I, I accept and believe and understand everything you say. I see all those things in believe there. Believe me, I love it. But I, in this weekend, I watched Shang Chi and I watched Eternals. All right, one day after the other. Yeah. And I surprised myself by much preferring Eternals to Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, I found, really formulaic, the same, just the same beats being delivered over and over mm-hmm. again with Marvel stuff. I agree. Crowbar in humor, flat, dull CGI mess. Okay. Um, uh, guy takes his shirt off to re- to enforce that he is the hero. Crowbar references like to other, prop, uh, you know, Marvel IP. Yeah. But Eternals, at least it was just different. At least, when it begins with the... Po- um, the not pulp kitchen that's us yeah when it begins with the pink floyd you know um i think it's breathe from dark side of the moon and i know it's heavy and somber but it just had a really different idea of what it wanted to be and you know at the end i was expecting the dull flat cgi mess that i got in shang chi and spider-man no way home but it was shot on a beach in a real location and i just follow what was going on Yeah, i could follow what was going on it was don't get me wrong it was long and the so humorless and dry, poor Richard Madden having to like wade through concrete. Like, um, oh, and I'm, also, I'm just spoilers for Eternals if you haven't seen it quickly. Are we really going to have a character named Icarus die by flying too close to the sun? Flying into the sun. <laughs> flying into yeah, the sun. I mean, is that really? Yes. Yeah, we're doing that. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we spelt Icarus differently than the, the, the I, fable. And he's basically super. Also, ref- that really threw me when they when they both they reference both Batman and Superman. Yeah. It? And I was like, are they allowed to do that? Can they? I guess because yeah. the the IP of Superman and Batman is old enough that you can reference it. Is it one of those like? It's interesting that, but that, but this is also interesting because, you know, there's like this idea of in the zombie movie, do zombies exist in pop 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 pop, yes. pop culture, like, right? And yeah. like, in sometimes they do, yes. and no one's like, hey, like that's a zombie, or people yeah. are like, what is this new infection? But that's what happened with, and the same yeah. thing in like superheroes. Like, if if Iron Man is the first superhero to like out himself, well, it's Captain America, right? Like, how how popular yeah. are superheroes and comics I in know. the Marvel it's a, universe? It's, a, it's like you've, it's a loose thread that when you start pulling at it, the whole thing comes undone. Just, yeah, but it's also, I mean, that was one thing that was originally very refreshing when blockbuster films started to be quite like self-referential because they they understood that the audience was as familiar with yes. this stuff as these films were. Instead of these films coming along and being like, it's a superhero, the audience would be like, I know. We've been yeah. we've watched two films for 20 years. Finally, they started to reference- Your parent the, died and now you've saved yeah, people. And now, but now obviously the things are so self-referential. <laughs> but, but look, look just, just, on, just on Eternals, yeah. I, I just think it was different. And you know, Chloe Zhao, 
I, I, I saw that she had an idea. It didn't all work. And I, I really respected the fact that she, this film looked and sounded and behaved completely differently to all the other Marvel stuff. And it is different. I, 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 I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I switched off of Shang-Chi and Eternals, you know, I kind of dug it. And I, I, even, I even, I don't know what was wrong with me. Maybe got hit on the head, but like I even didn't find the deviants dull and flat and CGI. I actually just found them- nothing. No, they kind of made sense with the kind of antithesis. Wow, I want to the... catch you in the mood you watched Eternals in. Like, I know, I was, lucky. I was lucky. I was lucky. Maybe I just had a I meal found... or something and yeah. I was <laughs> post-food <laughs> high. I just found myself every 12 to 15 minutes watching that, I would just do this. Mm. You know that like wearied, I'm really not. I think watching it in the cinema, probably yeah. not good because you were trapped. I, I I took myself to go physically to go see something. Yeah. Probably for content for this show. <laughs> like, God bless you. Yeah. Um, Post credit scene, a little sparkly Harry Styles at the end. Does that, does that get you? He's um, Thanos's cousin or brother or something. Too much. TMI. There was that, that got, that was too, that was quite irritating. Cause I was like, you've given me this sort of Kit Harrington thing where something's coming out with him yeah. and this sword. And then you're going to, and I'm just like, can we, can you come back to me when you've got more of an idea? Like, yeah. or just break it to me gently. Who is it? Phone call. It's fine. As you are. Do you want to take it? No? You're live. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did think it was weird that um, Camille Nanjani just decides not to be in the third act. Yeah, his character would have been goes, useful. Yeah, his character just goes, "I'm just not in for this." Thank it, God for Camille Nanjiani in that film, though. He 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 was funny to me, and mm. I I enjoyed him that than compared to the other characters. I actually found his character the most tiring because of the really? well, no, Sprite was really annoying. Um, the because he was like the most marvelly humor one. Oh, let's have some Marvel humor. Yeah, yay! Did you, did you can you at least give me some respect for trying to explain the setup for that film when I did? I, did, I, I, I respect <laughs> like, it, and also what, like trying to understand, trying to like sell people on like because it jumped the first half I know, of it, I know. it jumps through I history know, know. you're like okay yep and now we're now we're, oh did you notice the bits in camden i like, did yeah i did yeah just around the corner we got like falafel that time yeah, yeah yeah that's great no deviance that time that was the most connected i was to that film i was like yeah that's where i live i think uh i but i respect the fact there was little cgi you know i felt like there was little like there was little green screen i didn't wasn't given a green screen thing maybe Oh, you know what? I think I'm not going to say on it. I just want to let you know that I bizarrely didn't appreciate. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I was like, I was. Oh my god! I didn't. I didn't. I got through it. I actually wanted to get to the end. Shang Chi. I switched off. I, yeah. I didn't turn it off mentally. So I probably my, was in my, a better mood for Shang Chi. And those two characters, I think, were like more. I liked the lead guy, and I liked. Yeah. I liked Shang Chi as a as a. As a he is called Shang Chi. So I know you didn't like it. I, I'm not saying I loved it. I just surprised myself. I didn't hate it as much as you did, and that's okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pop Kitchen. We've got fresh episodes coming out every Wednesday. Don't forget, we've got plenty of new content coming out on the channel as well. And um, please give this video, uh, if you're watching, a like and subscribe. It really does make a difference. And if you're listening, please leave us a review. Send it to your friends. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram. And contact us, DM us, or email us if you have questions, answers, reviews, hot takes. We'd love to hear from you. Hello at pulpkitchenpodcast.com. Well done. See you next week. Thank you.